All right, it's the Gouda Podcast. I decided not to start it off with, all right, it's a bike ride recap. Seems sophomoric, you know, um, as if this podcast isn't already sophomoric, as today's topic is grocery stores. I know this was has been waited on for quite some time. I, I know you guys are just... You guys are just anxious as fuck for this podcast. You you're really chomping at the bit to 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 hear my top five grocery stores. So we're gonna get into that. We got we got a lot to get into. Um, I'm deciding what I'm deciding what strain of weed I'm gonna buy right now. When my dealer sends me like this whole fucking menu of shit, and I'm like, fuck, like I got I gotta look up all all of this shit, like. Let me just read some of this to you, because it's just shocking. It is shocking here. He sends he sends me like prices too. Like we got like eighty eighty dollar ounces, hundred sixty dollar ounces, two hundred dollar ounces, two hundred fifty dollar ounces, and it's like oh my god, what the fuck? Red cookies, yeah, that's what I want. Tuna Rockstar, Green Crack, Citrique, Red Cookies. Blue Coma, Fire Kush, Grease Monkey. I wonder how much of these actually are different. Is That's what I really wonder. I, I don't... Let me move this a little bit. I, I feel... A lot of times I'm just like, okay, weed is weed. I'm, I'm going to just get high. But, you know, I've noticed I recently got pineapple blueberry. That shit tasted like blueberry and pineapple. So... That was very worth it to me. We got white gold, mimosa. Mimosa sounds extremely intriguing. Like, so he sends me all this shit, and I'm like, fuck, I got I got to look up some of this shit. I got to look up and see, like, wh- what's happening. Tuna Rockstar. So let's just take Tuna Rockstar and, and look up Tuna Rockstar, okay? I always go to Leafly. Real stoners know what I'm talking about. Tuna Rockstar, strain. There we go. We couldn't find the strain within 150 miles. That's because I'm buying it illegally, you fucking idiot. Okay, THC, 17%. Indica, not what I want. And it's like Rockstar effects. Feelings, relaxed, happy, sleepy, euphoric, euphoric, uplifted. I feel all of this shit when I do, when I, when I smoke. So, I don't know. I don't know. How much of this is just weed and how much of this is actual shit. By the way, this is like one of my favorite passages to just start off with. It can be taken in so many different directions. But yeah, I have, I have more than this to talk about, really. I have two years ago. It's coming out in, what day is today? Thursday? A little a little over a week. One day more than a week. And so this song honestly is like personal as fuck. I am kind of scared to put it out because there are, I'm not even going to say that. There are things that I allude to in the song that may be close people that I'm close to 
will be like, oh, I, I know exactly what he's talking about. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. But for me, it feels like, for me, it feels like I have to put it out. For me, it feels like closure for certain traumatic events, in quotes, if you're watching the, if you're not watching the video, which, why are you watching the video? As I said last time, I'm doing this video literally on my goddamn fucking iPhone propped up. I spent like 15 minutes propping this fucking iPhone up to get something. And like, I don't have a real camera. Sorry, this this iPhone camera is good. But whatever. Two years ago, very personal. Um, there will be people that know what the song's about. There's, I'll, I'll just tell you guys some, just some like, Quick, quick notes. Um, two years ago was the culmination of things that happened much more than two years ago, I guess. If, you really, if we really want to get psychological with it, everything stems from your childhood. But we're, we're not going to do that. Um, a lot of people know, if you're, if you're listening to this, you probably know that I went to Mount Pleasant High School. And... I left Mount Pleasant High School in the middle of my junior year, and I decided to finish school online. Um, a lot of shit was going on. A lot of shit was going on. Got parents divorcing, which happened like three years earlier, but it didn't really register with me until I was junior. Got some problems at home, turning into getting drunk every night by myself, taking pills, just being generally addicted to shit. I wasn't even taking, it's not like I could, I wasn't addicted to a certain pill. What we, like what we ended up figuring out with the doctors was that it was really like this OCD. It's really weird how the brain works. Like you would think this is addiction, but technically it's OCD, like combined with a little bit of addiction, you know, mix it up in a cocktail that that's me, you know, like more OCD, a little bit of addiction, just mix it up, you got, you got me, and then boom, you got two years ago. All right, well, I got a message on my iPhone saying that the storage was full, and I'm just not dealing with that. My iPhone has been fucking up a lot recently, and so fuck the video podcast for this week. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I know, like, all three of you really, really wanted to, really wanted to see the video podcast, but Back to two years ago and leaving high school, I left high school because, number one, I was, I mean, aside from being depressed and throwing fits before school every day, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, wasting my fucking time doing high school. And obviously, it was, it's a very overconfident thing to think. But part of it's true. A lot of, there's a lot of shit I was doing in high school. Certain classes, I was like, I am just wasting my time. I was working at Gable Music Ventures as artist and tour booking manager. So I was booking tours for like three or four bands. I remember I was booking tours internationally. I was doing, I was kind of on my professional shit actually when I was like 16. And I, I feel like I had my life more together back then than I do now, which is weird. But so there was that whole aspect of things where I had a healthy outlet that I could go to as opposed to school, right? So it, it did make sense to leave high school and just finish online, especially I was still thinking I was going to go to college and I was going to go to college for music, 
music industry. I was looking at Drexel, NYU, all these music industry programs. Um, and I figured, you know what? I bet they will see actually a lot of confidence in the move to leave regular high school, go to work every day, and do booking, do event coordination at Gable Music. So I love you, Gable Music. I love you, Jeremy, Gail, Natalie, everybody there. That was fucking amazing to let me do that. And I'm hopefully going to be back with Gable Music soon. Um, there will be a lot that will come with that. Um, so th that was one side of it. That's the healthy side of leaving school. Other side was, yeah, as I was talking about, I was throwing fits for school every day I would throw shit around the house like I, I'm not a violent person I don't get violent but I tend to, I tend to say you know I'm not gonna get angry and I'm not gonna escalate things on purpose I always no even if there is no escalation to be had I'm always in a mood of de-escalate 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 no confrontation. Why are why are we escalating things? I don't like getting angry. I don't like getting angry. And so I was kind of becoming something that I, I did not want to be. Um, and I realized that. I realized I was getting fucking angry and it was because of school, wasting my time, et cetera, et cetera. But also I was drinking every night and I was like habitually smoking weed like like crazy. Like crazy, I remember. <laughs> I remember in psychology class, some of my friends got suspended for bringing alcohol into the class, and I'd be like, "Damn, that's that's some rookie shit." I was suspended two years ago. Oh, two years ago, and because this was junior year, and I was suspended in my sophomore year for bringing fucking alcohol to the homecoming dance. But I would go in psychology class two years later and just hit my fucking weed vape pen that was now full, now that we know, full of vitamin E acetate, probably, like, destroying my, probably taking, like, five years off my life. So that's great. It was great. Water break. Now, I had some shit to figure out. I really had to focus on therapy and you know, leaving school did not really help with the the drinking and the partying. It really did open up more more time and avenues for that to happen. And um, it, it just kind of got worse and worse to the point where, you know, a couple months later, I left school in March and let's go to September, October. Um, I was in a relationship, new relationship, madly in love. I'm the kind of person that will just fall in love with you. I will fall in love with you to the point of codependency, which is not something I realized until two years after this, right? And so, which is right now, and so we are at two years ago, if you know what I'm saying. I was still drinking every night, um... Not not totally fun, but I would go come up to here in Philly, go to the fucking alcohol store at 15th and Latimer. I would drive there by myself, and I would buy, like, a shit ton of whatever they had, like, 
they would only sell beer drinks and no wine, no liquor. And so I would get like four locos or what, like whatever the fuck. It, I was really a trash human being doing this stuff. Um, and I ended up doing that all the time. And I was just so fucking depressed too. Just, I, I feel like, I felt like I was living in this box between the relationship and just living at home every day. There was family issues that would make this story a lot easier to understand that I'm probably not going to talk about. But there were some really bad things going on at home that was just, I was living in a very stressful environment, I'll say. Like, it was kind of as if I was walking on eggshells the entire, my entire existence at home. And this was all going on while kind of Rusty Blue was on the downfall, which was extremely sad to me. I'm I'm not sure what I'm going to do after Rusty Blue is done to me. Rusty Blue and, and music and I guess Gable too, like booking music for Gable. This is this is my entire life. Like what's going to happen when when I leave this this life in Delaware I have like my I'm going to die, right? And so I'm very worried about like this next year because I have one more year in Delaware. I'm very worried about what's going to happen. And I'm very stressed out and I don't want to leave it and I want to it's like it's like living in the past. I I wasn't at that point yet, but I wanted to live in the past. And so it was fucking stressful as shit and I could feel myself getting more stressed and living inside of this box even more and more and I started to just take random shit around the house. I would I don't know what what broke it. It was probably something at home. I don't know what caused me to start doing this, but you know something probably happened. I probably stepped on an eggshell and I remember I took I found my old, because I had a lot of surgeries as a kid, so I have a shit ton of pain medication that was still, <laughs> that was still good. And my brother had, like, there was so much pain medication around the house that is unaccounted for. And I ended up going all around the house searching, taking that shit nightly. And it would be Percocets, codeine, um... I think it was just Percocets and codeine that were the, like, the pain medication that I was taking. I didn't, I don't think I got addicted to it, but I did get in the habit of just taking a pill because I was bored or, like, I just wanted something to do, right? And so it just became this thing. It wasn't even getting high. It was just taking the pill. And I ended up finding like these antibiotic, whatever the word is, these pills that don't even get you high. I would take those and that kind of built up for a little bit. And I, the weird thing is what sent me to the hospital for this was Ritalin. I ended up taking three extended release 60 milligram pills of Ritalin, I think. I I don't remember the exact details, but it was enough to make me feel like crazy. I I took them at night, and I stayed up the entire night typing a Google Doc about 
why I am the way I am. And I sent it to members of my family who didn't know that I was, that I was engaging in behavior, behavior like the drinking and the, and the pills. And so <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but I did that. I stayed up all night and I'm going to say I took these pills around like 7 PM the night and around 7 AM my my mom and sister are up. They're they're up, ready to do their thing. And I'm just right there. And they they don't notice anything. But I'm like, oh, it's it's morning time. So they leave. And I start to like feel like the world is spinning. Like slowly and it's starting to the the effect of the world spinning is building up more and more. And like I'm starting to feel extremely cold. And like, I look at my hand and it's turning purple and like I fall down and I call my friend because I, I just remember I have this instilled in me from going to the mental hospital beforehand because I had been hospitalized beforehand for like suicidal thoughts and stuff. So this is like the whatever time I've been to the hospital, but this is for, this is for the Ritalin and not for just mental stuff. I was like, I can't, I can't be in another ambulance. I can't be in another ambulance. They're going to make me go back to Rockford, which was a fucking awful experience. I guess I'll get into that after this. So I call my friend. I call, and I have to, like, speak to his mom, and then they pick me up, and then go to the ER. I, I, I end up being fine. Um, they didn't even have to pump my stomach, but... They just said, you can't do that shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can't do that shit. <laughs> no shit. Um, I remember just like the mishandling of certain things, right? I wasn't necessarily trying to kill myself by, by taking those pills, but I remember taking those pills and just the whole arc of the pills, not even that one instance that sent me to the hospital, I would have been fine if I died is, is the point here. And I remember the doctor asking me, were you trying to hurt yourself when you did this? It's like, what the fuck do you think I was doing? Just taking these three pills, like random ass, yeah, I was trying to hurt myself, right? I, I said no. And she believed, she was like, you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm sure. Boom, see ya. I remember feeling like shit for the rest of the day because like I couldn't eat anything or something so I guess they did something they didn't pump my stomach though like it wasn't like this crazy intense thing I went to the ER they they put an IV in me they put an IV of something in me I'm sorry it's probably ruining the story that I don't remember what they did but that was fucking awful it was fucking awful um I missed my audition to Berkeley for that and you know, I actually have some friends that go to Berkeley now that say that they don't love it. And so, you know what? Take take every take every situation and make it a positive. And obviously, not going to Berkeley is not the only positive that comes out of this situation. I feel like I've grown a lot from all of this shit. It makes me feel like I'm like really old because I guess I can say I've seen some shit.
and it it adds to character it adds to strength of character i think um it's obviously given me a lot of things to reflect on and the more that i have to reflect on i feel like the more i have to grow oh my god there's a wrong person the person going the wrong way on 34th street every time it happens i will mention it it was this time it was one of those nissan um minivans what is the nissan minivan that is the ugliest fucking thing i have ever seen Hold on. We're going to look it up right now. Nissan minivan. The Nissan Quest. Oh, my God. The Nissan Quest is so fucking ugly. That box. Who? who I want to know who was buying the Nissan Quest. I want to look at all the Nissan. Like, what? what what's happening with Nissan? We got the Nissan Versa, Sentra, Ultima, and Maxima. Nissan Leaf, and that's their electric car. And so in order of price and probably quality, we got the Versa, Sentra, Ultima, then Maxima. So we got Maxima to the max. Versa starts at $14,000. Not not too bad, actually. I just want to go on, like, Reddit. The I want to see if there's, like, a Nissan subreddit. The fuck are these people talking about? Nissan Reddit. Okay. R slash Nissan. Made my night. Can't forget about the... I I love people that are just so enthusiastic about the most random shit. Because let me, I, if you think about it, like musicians are that way too. I am that way about certain like food brands, grocery stores, which I haven't even started. I, I love it. I love like seeing how the variety of people. I just love how many different people there are in the world made my night can't forget about the 370z nismo in the back either like i don't even know what he's talking about but it's like this old nissan parked on a street is the nissan stagia a first good car yeah a lot of these things are just issues with the cars or like videos of the nissan sports cars so yeah i i guess that's your Nissan subreddit. Um, ooh, Nissan Titan. I hate the fucking Nissan. Um, Nissan pickup truck. So, speaking of Nissan, we're going to do top five grocery stores. If you live in Philadelphia, this is for you. If you don't live in Philadelphia, still for you, but I'm going to be ranking them within Philadelphia. So, these are Philadelphia grocery stores. And number five, I'm going to start off with the Heirloom Market on 34th and Chestnut. This is a good grocery store for me because I live on 34th Street and it's right there. It's number five because, you know, some of the produce is a little more expensive than it should be. Some of the perishable products, non-perishable products are a little more expensive than they should be. Um, You get a good deal on California Olive Ranch extra virgin olive oil, which sounds so specific, but really everybody fucking consumes olive oil. You should be consuming California Olive Ranch because it is high quality olive oil for a good price. Simple. Like there's so much shitty olive oil out there that's like still pretty expensive, like $10 a bottle. And I can get 16.9 fluid ounces California Olive Ranch at the Heirloom Market for like $7.25. 
especially with the bonus cards. So definitely check out the Giant Heirloom Market. They have great produce too. Like they got hothouse peppers, La Rouge peppers. They have plantains, good avocados. They have good onions generally. I generally stay away from the tomatoes, but it's responsibly sourced produce. And since it's right there, it's so convenient. And it's convenient for more than just me. It's convenient for a lot of people that live in this little university city hub area. It's it's a great little market that has really everything that you need. It has the plant-based dairy aisle, right, with all your yogurt, like cashew milk yogurt. Like, what the fuck is that, by the way? I, I'm sorry. I'm not even... I'm not insulting anybody except for the people that make the cashew milk yogurt. It's, it's just gross. It's like vegan cheese. I don't know how that shit... I don't know how people eat that shit. I... I I applaud you if you eat that, seriously, because I, I, I can't give up my cheese. Which takes me to my next my next grocery store. Number four, they don't have cheese here. Jengfa Supermarket by 10th and Arch. I think it's like 10th and Cherry, actually. Chinatown, if you've ever been in Chinatown, you know that there's this market that there's like... First off, just in general, there's a bunch of shit on the streets in Chinatown. And by the Arch, which is kind of like the main hub of Chinatown, you got this market that has these fruits outside, and then you walk inside. There's two entrances. And anybody can walk in any entrance. It's kind of like a fucking free-for-all in that supermarket. You got two floors to the supermarket. There are the there's one floor with non-perishable products like soy sauce and hoisin sauce. I guess that's perishable, but you know, like your condiments and your products. And then upstairs you have your meat and your produce. And this place is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's the kind of place where you can get like five bell peppers for a dollar, right? And maybe you know, they're a little wrinkly. Maybe one's a little wrinkly, but in general, you're getting good shit with the produce. But this, this, the atmosphere of this place is ridiculous. And I've, I've never been to China. I've been to a lot of markets in New York City's Chinatown. And so, like, it's, it's that kind of vibe. It's very fast paced. People are getting a lot of shit and they're getting it fast. And it's just, Really cool to see everybody speaking Chinese, and I'm I feel a little out of place when I go in there because I'm like that white guy that's like getting his his stuff to make his lo mein later, like. But it's it's so cool to experience. Like again, it just comes back to the there's so many fucking different people in the world, and like they got live turtles in the meat section, they got chicken feet, they got. They got so much crazy shit in the meat section. I'm like, wow, people eat this shit. Good for them. That's like, there's so much. I feel like I learned something. I think if if I'm getting to the core of why I like this place, I feel like I learned something. Whether it's about Chinese culture, Chinese food, just food in general, like, oh, you can eat that. Or if I'm going to the condiment section, like, oh, this is made out of that. Oh, I didn't know Chinese, like, this was common in Chinese, like, black bean, like, cans of black bean paste. Like, that's interesting to me. And so, 
And all this shit is fucking great priced. Coconut milk. You get that at like $4.99 at like the old Nelson here. It's 99 cents at the Jangfa supermarket. And so Jangfa supermarket, number four, 10th and Cherry, do check it out. They have really good prices. They have solid seafood, great meat aisle. Um, go downstairs, you have a, just an insane selection, an insane selection of Chinese sauces, condiments, chili pastes, black bean pastes. You have everything. Noodles, rice, yes, you have it all. All right, I was taking a little bathroom break. Sorry. And this brings us to number three. My number three grocery store in Philadelphia is Trader Joe's. And I apologize to the Jangfa supermarket for kind of putting the corporate, big corporate brand over the, I mean, Jangfa supermarket is not small. I think they're doing fine. But you know what I mean. Apologies. However, Trader Joe's, legitimately does have some of the best deals that you can get. Figs, $5 a pound, half a pound for $3. So they will do that kind of shit, by the way, where you can get, you'll have two amounts of an item, and they'll be like, here, you can get a little less for this price, and it's like a novelty item like figs, and it's like, oh, I'm going to get that. But really, you should just pay a little bit more and get more for your buck. And so Trader Joe's will do that. Trader Joe's does that. That's kind of like their business model. So when you do go to Trader Joe's, be on a lookout for certain things. Like, And there's certain things you shouldn't get there, like like trendy items, I would say, like a, like a dragon fruit, avocado, um, new in-season in stuff. They'll tend to upcharge that. Like a bag of avocado was like, I don't know how much the bag was, but they had avocados for like one fifty each. Like, no, that's way too much for one fucking avocado. Um, but anyway, I'm really starting off this Trader Joe's talk with such negativity. I, I, I really do love the amount and quality and variety that Trader Joe's has for, for the price. Bell peppers, 99 cents each, reliable. Every time I go to Trader Joe's, I know that I'm going to get my San Marzano tomatoes f- that are fresh, and I can get the can. Can for $3.99, San Marzano fresh for $2.79 for 10 ounces, which is a great fucking deal. And they have the Sangria cherry tomatoes for $3.49 for a whole pound. They have some serious good deals on tomatoes, onions, Apples, peaches, melons, figs, beans. They have cento anchovies for one forty nine a can. They have a whole selection of, of smoked fish, of tinned fish, and they have I mean they have their whole cheese selection. And so really what they do is they do a good job of giving 
people that little slice of fun, a little more high-end food. But, I mean, it, it's still Trader Joe's. It's still a regular grocery store. You're going to be talking to regular people who are the customers and who are the employees. Everybody's just a regular person there at Trader Joe's getting their $4.99 log of organic mozzarella cheese, which is a great deal, by the way. I, I, I think Trader Joe's is just awesome because everything is just like 50 cents less than what it would be at like Whole Foods, which didn't make the cut because fuck Whole Foods. Whole Foods sucks. Um, Trader Joe's, and it's also awesome because their cat food is good. They have more than just like shit. Like I'll get paper towels. I'll get toilet paper. I'll get cat food at Trader Joe's. And it'll all be like, first off, since everything is like under the Trader Joe's brand, I, I know that they buy like their products from other brands and just put their put their name on it. Guess what? It works on me. I love that shit. I love how like on the bag it's like does 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 framing the bag and putting it on the wall count as recycling? Just like little shit like that. But Trader Joe's is like, fuck. I'm gonna come back to you guys. The vibe of the store is ten out of ten. Employees Sometimes they can be a little too talkative, like, huh, what are you guys making tonight? Oh, I, ha- I made this, this really cool uh, lime coconut curry. They're like, shut the fuck up, dude. I, I don't care. That, I'll get a little upset with the, little, like, the really talkative Trader Joe's employees. But, you know, they have good intentions, and it's a lot better than going to 7-Eleven where they like, actively try to make you feel like you're not a person at checkout. So Trader Joe's is number three. Number two... Number two and number one are where they are because of what it, it makes that the city what the city is. And so number two is going to be the Italian market. Um, obviously, there are a lot of different stores on the Italian market, but I'm talking about there's this. I'm talking about all the stands, but there's also I want to mention one specific stand. I don't know the name. None of them have names. I don't know. the the names of the people working them, so I apologize. Guarantee you they're not listening to this. <laughs> but there's this one stand between Carpenter and Ellsworth that has chili, dried chilies, along with their vast selection of produce. I love going there because you get you have a lot of different influence from Mexican and Italian cultures. And that tends to be my favorite kind of food to cook. Um, so I have a, a great selection of hot peppers, serrano peppers, jalapeno peppers, long hots, Anaheim's, Cubanel, Fresno, so much fucking shit. Um, and they're like $1 a pound. And so I, I end up leaving the Italian market with more than just hot peppers, with like huge bags full of shit and I'm like, here's $10, you know, because this is the kind of, and all the food is good, by the way, too. Like, you're not getting any wrinkly peppers. So I'll leave with, like, five bell peppers, a dollar. Three pounds of bok choy, two dollars. Head of broccoli, give me some beets. Give me, like, every single day, every single time I go there, I know that there will be the widest variety possible. They probably have the biggest variety of any any place you can buy food in Philadelphia, Italian market has the biggest variety. 
and it's the most consistent, I would say. And it's also just an amazing vibe out there. Like, it's a touristy thing to do, but it's also, it's just really fun. I love 9th Street. I I love the vibe there. There's a great little Mexican grocery there, yeah, grocery store there on 9th and Ellsworth. Um, I don't even know if it has a name, but it's great. I get my, I like to get my tortillas there. It's a fucking awesome place. And, like, especially with the access to the dried chilies and all these different kind of herbs. It's fucking awesome. And so the Italian market is number two. And then number one is not Reading Terminal Market, but it is Iovine Brothers Produce. And it's really just a simple reason, I would, I would say. It's accessible. It's very accessible to me, especially on bike. I realize that not everybody that lives in University City bikes, and I talk, I talk mainly for bikers. Um, it's probably not as accessible if you're not on bike. But it is, it's an amazing place because they really do, you're not getting any wrinkly shit, first off. This is a very well-handled grocery store. They, like, they'll make their own juices out of the produce that they have. Um, they have always a great variety, probably not as wide as the Italian market, but I would say their stuff is a little better than the Italian market. And this, this will get, this brings me to the one simple reason why it's basically as if you're going to the Thursday or Saturday market at Rittenhouse Square or Clark Park and getting that shit straight from the farmers, but it's like discounted 25%. I don't know how much, but you have regular grocery store prices in the middle of a big city with Lancaster County farm produce. And so it's as if you're getting it from the farmer's market, but it's just less because they're just getting it from those farms. I know this for a fact. They even put it right there. And I almost also almost worked there and I was told about how they get the produce. But that alone is kind of why it is number one because the access to high quality produce is just incredible and also it's it's something that everybody should have access to i think and i think it's a great it's a great place for the city to have it is a great place for people that love food it is a great place for average people that need food average people that love food Reading Terminal Market, Iovine Brothers Produce is my number one grocery store in Philadelphia. And so that, that, that's the list. We got number five, Giant Heirloom Market. Number four, Jengfa Supermarket, 10th and Cherry. Uh, Giant, Giant Heirloom Market is like 34th and Chestnut, by the way. I forgot to say the address is three, Trader Joe's, 21st and Market, and 13th and Arch. I like the 13th and Arch location better. Uh, it tends to be a lo- little less busy. Um, number two, Italian Market, 9th Street. Number one, Iovine Brothers Produce, 12th and Arch. 